Welcome to Classical Music for Stories. Ombra mai fu di vegetabile, cara ed amabile, soave piu. Hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Classical Music, The Stories. And this week we are um, remaining in the realm of opera, um, whereas last week we had uh, the, um, the beginning of the Romantic Era with Ethel Smythe, we roll back now by quite a few years to the man who I believe was the one who outlined how opera should be. And without his example, I would imagine we wouldn't have the operas that came afterwards by Mozart and um, and uh, Verdi and Puccini and all of those other great opera composers. This man, I believe, defined the genre. 
Um, Claudio Monteverdi was the one who invented it, and Georg Friedrich Händel was the one who built upon it. And that is the subject of today's podcast. Uh, he wrote 42 operas in his 74-year lifespan. I mean, you have to give the man some credit. To be alive at 74 years old in 1759 is, I would say, a massive achievement. He clearly didn't have anything wrong with him. What did um, finally kill him, actually, was uh, the same person that uh, killed Bach, J.S. Bach. Uh, both of them had had eye problems, both of them went to the same eye doctor, and both of them eventually succumbed to this man's practices, which um, is uh, ironic, actually. The Bach and Handel were born in the same year, in 1685, um, and Handel outlived Bach by nine years, dying in 1759. Um, but in that time, when in a 74-year lifespan, he wrote 42 operas, and one of those 42 operas was Cerce. Um, Handel was very interested in history. You didn't need accounts or written written uh, papers to tell you that he liked history. You can only look at the subjects of his operas. Um, one of them being about Julius Caesar, the other being about Agrippina, um, the Empress of Rome. Then you had uh, Cerce, which is the subject of this opera. Cerce was um, Cerce I of Persia many, many, many years ago. Handel loved history and Cerce is no exception. And I've chosen from Cerce the opening aria, the thing that happens directly after the overture or the prelude where the orchestra might play a couple of the tunes that will be heard later on in the opera. And I've chosen uh, Ombra Mai Fu, Never Was a Shade. Um, it's very, very short. It's about three minutes in length. Uh, the words are as follows. Umbra my fu never was a shade. Di vegetabile of any plant. Cara ed amabile. Dearer and more lovely. Suave piu. Or more sweet. In a nutshell, Cerce is thanking the tree that is sitting beside him for the shade. Uh, I think it's quite a fun subject. This is um, Handel's first attempt at writing opera buffa, which is comical opera, and uh, unfortunately it didn't go down very well. People thought uh, the jokes were too old, the libretto was too old, the music was too modern. They had loads of problems with it. Um, so when it was performed first in 1738, it got five performances before it was uh, removed. Five performances. In this day and age, I would think five performances is exceptional. That's a lot of like time to do your music. Unfortunately, back in those times, to have only five performances was um, A, an outrage, and B, an embarrassment. Uh, so Handel didn't do very much opera buffa after that. Um, he stuck to his serious, um, his serious tones and his serious music. Uh, Cess, I think, is quite fun because, um, like in most Handel operas, the finish is everyone's happy, everyone's um, laughing, and uh, all the bad has been washed away by some tremendous deed of uh, forgiveness, uh, which is uh, true for most operas before Beethoven, I think, where everyone has a, a lovely happy ending. 
doesn't happen very much in the later operas. Verdi, Puccini, Wagner, all of them. Very, very uh, depressing, but also very fine music. Um, so Handel, as I already said, was born in 1685, died in 1759. He lived in London from 1712 until his death, so, um, which is uh, interesting. And uh, um, me as an Irish person, we are very, very proud of the fact that Handel was the one who performed his Messiah for the first time in Dublin which is our capital city. Um, apparently, Handel was falling on hard times financially, and Dublin gave him a gig, and he performed his Messiah for the first time there. His Messiah is famous because of the Hallelujah Chorus that happens halfway through. I'm not going to demonstrate that for you, because I probably wouldn't be able to do it justice. So, um, the uh, performers of the first recording of this podcast episode the one that I played at the beginning. Um, believe it or not, the soloist is not a woman. It's also not a boy. It's a man. Um, this line, this uh, part, says, was originally written for soprano castrato, which was a man who had had medical um, medical practices on him to make his voice sound more like a woman, which is a terrible thing to happen. Nowadays, we'd either have a mezzo-soprano, which is the lower female voice, or a countertenor, which is what we had in this case. A countertenor is a man who can naturally sing like a woman. Um, I'd be interested to know, because the second recording I'm playing in this podcast at the end is from a mezzo-soprano, and the first one was from a countertenor. And um, I'd be very interested to know uh, what you all think. What, um, which one do you prefer? For me, I would say countertenor has, uh, with their voices, there is a certain rawness to it, um, which I really like. It's um, like, like when I first heard the aria, I thought that's a woman. But now whenever I hear sung by a different countertenor or any other piece of music sung by a countertenor, I can tell it's a countertenor. There is a very distinct voice and sound and timbre in a countertenor, which you don't get in a mezzo-soprano. Um, I would imagine a countertenor, if I was to link it with an instrument of the orchestra, I would say it's like an oboe. It's kind of got a, a thin, reedy, um, but very lyrical sound to it, whereas I would say a mezzo-soprano is a lot more like uh, a violin or a viola in which it has a lot more of a full slightly fuller sound to it um, so the people you heard at the beginning singing Ombra Mai Fu that was the Academy of Ancient Music uh, directed by Chad Kelly on harpsichord and the countertenor was Yistin Davies um, I honestly prefer it with a countertenor um, but the recording I've chosen for the end of the episode is sung by the mezzo-soprano Cecilia Bartoli. The orchestra and director are not credited in this recording, which I find quite sad. Um, but nevertheless, the way it was performed, this recording, it's, um, they played it outside under a tree, which is quite cool, I think, because that's what it's about. It's about um, this man who's sitting under a tree, thanking it for its shade. 
So you've got Cecilia Bartoli sitting under a tree with the orchestra behind her. And not only is there um, not very much acoustic because they're outside, but you also have the sounds of the outside. You might, like at the beginning of the recording, for example, when there's no music playing, you hear an owl, or you hear a cricket, or you hear just the rustling of leaves. And I think that's really, really nice because it's just so real, I think. That's what the story is, being outside and looking at the tree. It's a very nature-like aria. That's Handel saying, I do like trees and I like plants, the di vegetabile. I like those plants. Onto the music itself. The Handel um, Ombra Mai Fu is also known uh, as the Handel Largo, uh, which is very strange um, for the part of the musicians because um, on top of the music, it does not say Largo. Largo meaning very relaxed and at ease and taking it easy. And I, thought, I would think that's um, how you describe Largo. Uh, but on top of the music instead is Larghetto, which uh, would mean basically the same thing, but with a little bit more, a bit more, a bit more of a sense of moving. Um, but nevertheless, it's called the Handel Largo. And um, what I love about this aria is that while there is so much simplicity to it, probably not for the musicians, but uh, well, on the ears, it's so, it sounds so ridiculously simple and there isn't very much happening. It's just a couple of notes that Handel has struck together and they've created this really, really beautiful harmony. But there's, I believe, I'm a firm believer that emotion doesn't have to be in long sweeping melodies on the violin or the the wind section or the brass section that's that that all comes later a couple hundred years later in baroque times um emotion was conveyed through what harmonies they chose because they were limited they used what they had they obviously didn't know of the instruments that were to come next but they used what they had and with it they created some really very simple but really very beautiful music and that is i think the uh ombra my the handle largo is an excellent excellent example of simple but beautiful baroque music and one final little piece of information which i i just found there while i was scrolling through google um apparently when the radio was being first tried out in 1906 in canada canada um the man who um, was inventing it uh, tried a private broadcast for a couple of people to see what would happen. And the very first thing he played was this, the Handel Largo, which would make Ombra Mai Fu the very first piece of music to be ever played on a radio. What followed was the man uh, playing Oh Holy Night on the violin with a friend of his playing the piano. But the verse, very, 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 excuse me, the very, very first thing to be played on radio was the Handel Largo. And I really love that little extra piece of information. And I think it makes it all the more special. And I really hope you enjoy the next part. So thank you very, very much for listening to this episode of Classical Music, The Stories. Um, here now is another recording of the Handel Largo of Ombra Maifu, this time with Cecilia Bartoli. And as I said, the orchestra and director are not credited, which I'm quite disappointed about. 
but um, they are still sounding very, very beautiful and very, 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 very calm and peaceful. And of course, you've got the wildlife sounds around them. So thank you very, very much for listening. And I will speak to you all next week. Goodbye.